Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 79. The true mission is just pretty much to provide relevant, timely information to anyone who's aspiring to gain admission to med school. Hey, this is Z-Dog MD, rapper, physician, legendary turntable health revolutionary, and part-time gardener. And you're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast, hosted by the irredeemably awesome Ryan Gray. Hello and welcome back. I am your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and I believe that competition amongst your pre-med and medical student peers is detrimental to becoming a great physician. In this podcast, we show you how collaboration, hard work, and honesty are critical to becoming a superior physician in today's healthcare environment. How are you doing today? I do want to let you know that time is running out to use the promo code MSHQ5 at PrincetonReview.com. Princeton Review is letting you save 10% off of their MCAT Ultimate Classroom or MCAT Ultimate Live Online courses. Throughout the month of May, the Princeton Review has supported you, our listener of the Medical School HQ podcast. Again, use the promo code MSHQ5 at checkout at PrincetonReview.com to save 10% off of their MCAT Ultimate Classroom or MCAT Ultimate Live Online course. I also want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by FreeMCATGift.com. At FreeMCATGift.com, you can download a brand new 30-plus page report on the most important pieces of MCAT information that you need to know. Take your knowledge of the MCAT to the next level by going to FreeMCATGift.com and downloading the free report today. Today's interview is a little bit different. We won't be talking to a pre-med student. We won't be talking to a medical student. We're not even talking to a physician. Although one day, she thinks she may go back and achieve that goal. Today, we are talking to Tashima Prince, the founder of Pre-Med Life magazine. We're going to talk about when she decided that medicine was not what her passion was. We'll discuss her start with medical writing and when and why she started Pre-Med Life magazine. We're also announcing an exciting partnership between Pre-Med Life magazine and the Medical School HQ podcast. Since our audiences can benefit from the content we both are creating we at the Medical School HQ Podcast are going to be highlighting interesting articles from Pre-Med Life Magazine 
and sharing other great news and content that they are producing. We're excited that the partnership is starting the day that this podcast is being released. Tashima, welcome to the show. Let's start by talking about your initial interest in medicine. I think I've all, I think I've maybe always wanted to have a career in, in medicine or or um, healthcare. Um, and I went to school in New York, uh, Stony Brook University, and that's kind of where um, I began on my path. Uh, Pre med, uh, I was a biology major, and. Um, I kind of saw I had the opportunity, you know, I took the classes. I had the opportunity to, um, you know, to go in the hospital and volunteer. And, um, you know, I love the sciences. And at some point, which I have begun to identify as my my senior year, I remember calling my mom up and telling her that, you know, you know, I don't think that was truly, you know, what my passion was, was to, you know, you know, practice medicine. And I knew it took a lot of dedication and, and, um, that's just wasn't where my passion, you know, was. Um, and it was upon, it was, it was about that time when, um, I've always been interested in writing as well. So, um, it was around that same time that I discovered, I like to say discovered that, um, medical writing and, um, science writing was an actual, um, career that I could pursue. And once I, you know, you know, discovered that, you know, I can combine my love of medicine and science with my love and ability to write, um, I kind of, it was like, no looking back from there. And, um, so that's kind of, you know, you know, you know, where, where that, where that ended, um, kind of my, my quest for getting into medical school. So, you know, I took everything, I, I took all my prereqs, I took everything, um, up until that point. And it was kind of like senior year. And, you know, I had this epiphany, <laughs> um, that, um, I didn't want to do that, but I, you know, my, my heart and my passion truly lied in writing and, um, just, you know, still being in the, the medical field in that way. Um, so, so, so let's, let's expand on that a little bit, if, if you will, because I think there are a lot of students that, are very similar to yourself where they start off on this path of in high school or beginning of college. They're like, I want to be a doctor. A lot of people really don't know what that means when they say it. Uh, you obviously went through the whole process. It sounds like getting, getting to your senior year. How, how much thought process went into going, you know what, I've put all this time and effort into applying to medical school or, or getting everything set up so that I can apply to medical school, but I'm going to, I'm going to stop and change directions. How, how much effort did that take and, and really thinking and soul searching? Um, I think it was more, uh, it was a hard decision only because it's like, you know, you spend these four years, you know, taking these hard courses, you know, almost like, you know, in the, in the courses that you're, you're not too, you know, fond of, you're kind of torturing yourself and you're, you're going through. <laughs> you didn't you, love organic chemistry? Uh, no, oh. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I loved every um, single happy class. I made it through, um, Orgo and, um, so it's like, it was, a, it was hard decision only because it's like, you know, all of this you know, work, but it wasn't in vain only because, you know, I, I, I liked certain, you know, I like certain courses, of course, but it's like, it, it gave me, um, it gave me a clearer picture of what I didn't want to do almost. Um, 
And I look at it now and I, I kind of was able, I'm able now kind of to live vicariously through, <laughs> through, you know, I always say it all the time. I almost live in a sense, even though I, you know, that, that wasn't, that was once a dream of mine and it's kind of like, you know, pulling back and I'm able now to kind of, in some ways kind of live vicariously. If, a, if, a, if my pinky still wants to go to, you know, medical school, I live vicariously through um, my readers and my audience um, and, you know, and able to, you know, hear their experiences. And I still enjoy hearing about, you know, those who, you know, do pursue and it is, you know, and they are very passionate about it. So um, it wasn't hard. It was a hard decision, um, but it was a good decision in, in my eyes. Um, the greatest decision only because, um, you know, they, you know, it's, I love what I do now, you know, and um, I can't say that, you know, would have been the same if I would have moved forward with um, going to med school. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a brave decision to make. And I think a, a lot of pre-meds out there in your situation probably would continue the course because that's the, the path of least resistance, right? Just continue exactly. on their path mm-hmm. and then they get to medical school and they, they'll drop out of medical school because they're not happy or they'll get into residency and they'll be miserable or their their attendings and they're miserable because that's not truly what they wanted to do. So it's it's good that you made that decision. And I hope others, if you're listening and, and are struggling with your decision to continue on, it's okay to stop and take a break and, and uh, reanalyze your, your goals and your path. It's true. And, it, and in, I always, it's, it's always, I always think about going back. Um, and, um, I probably wouldn't do, um, clinical. I I'm, would probably be more interested in the research side. Um, so I, it's always, um, something that I am still thinking about doing. Um, and I kind of still want to do, um, maybe to cross off, <laughs> cross <laughs> off my, my list. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to go back to school and, um, like I said, it would probably be on um, more the research side um, as opposed to uh, clinical. So, okay. um, so that still might happen, actually. <laughs> Good, yeah, and that's a great point. You could always go back if you make that decision to leave for a year or two or ten. You can exactly. always go back. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's talk about where you pivoted to. You talked about medical writing. How how did you stumble upon that, and and what were your first forays into medical writing? So I was lucky enough to, um, upon graduating, land a job at um, a medical publishing company. And because at that point I was so passionate and, and wanted to do it so, so badly, and I, but I didn't have the experience. You know, I had, you know, my college writing or whatever, whatever that is. But can, I, can you explain what a medical publishing company is? Like, what are they publishing? Uh, so they're publishing magazine, excuse me, magazines for uh, healthcare practitioners, nurses, um, like in uh, industry type magazines. Yes, yes. Okay. So, well, it was on both ends. The the, the company that I worked for, um, they produced kind of like a digest sized uh, prescribing reference, which was kind of like um, concise prescribing information. So that was more of technical. Okay. And then they also had publications that were kind of geared towards um, advising um, nurse practitioners and, you know, things of editorial based around that stuff. So, okay. Um, so, so yeah, so I was lucky enough to out of college uh, land a um, kind of like an entry level position with um, the publishing company. And because I had the I had the science background um, from my degree, but I didn't have the experience. But because I was so gun ho about, you know, about getting just getting my foot in the door, um, 
it's funny because I, I told, the, you know, the person that was interviewing me, you know, I know I don't have the experience, but I have the background and I'm, you know, this is what I want to do. Um, they gave me a shot. <laughs> so um, so that was kind of my first opportunity um, and first experience inside that publishing world. And once I, you know, was able to um, see what happens inside of it, you know, the way I describe it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking about how, you know, how I felt at that time. It's like, you know, my eyes were open to, you know, you know, the, the, the process and, you know, everything that goes into it. And it just was very appealing to me. And I kind of never looked back from there. So good. And obviously you use that as some sort, some sort of stepping stone into what you're doing now. Exactly. So yeah, I learned, I learned a a lot of information. I learned, I had a lot of mentors. Um, so I use that to kind of um, push forward with my own endeavors. So let's let's talk about the start of Pre Med Life magazine and and mm-hmm. kind of where that brainchild of yours came from and how you started to put it together. So my brainchild, <laughs> as you call it, um, it, it was living inside of me forever, <laughs> um, even when I was um, in undergrad. And it's funny because you know I I. I put it aside for a while and um, when years later, when I saw like there was still a need for it, um, that's when I kind of revisited um, kind of the notion of kind of bringing it to life. So I would say maybe, let's see, so 2000, 2010 was the first issue um, we put out, fall of 2010. But even before that, I would say like even like five or six years before that is like when the idea um you know, first came to me. And then, you know, six, six years later, when it's still, you know, I saw a need for it. That's when I was like, you know what, let's, let's do this, you know? So that was, um, 2010, September. And, um, that's what it was. When you said you saw a need for it, you're obviously at this point working in medical writing and kind of away from the pre-med world. What what did you see that kind of told you that there was a need for this? Well, I knew as when I was pre-med myself, um, you know, just searching for um, kind of resources and and information that wasn't just your, you know, out of the box, you know, canned, um, you know, kind of material and generic, you know, information that everybody's kind of like, you know, you can get from anywhere. And um, so I saw a need for kind of, you know, providing, you know, the same kind of content and information, but in a new way and in, in a fresh light. Um, and that's, um, that's kind of what it was. So as a pre-med myself, I was kind of, you know, in search of, you know, other resources other than, you know, what my, you know, pre-med advisor told me or, or the, you know, the popular um, websites that, you know, provide that, you know, the g- general information. So, um, and it's, you know, it doesn't have to be always, you know, boring and, and, you know, just, you know, a lot of it's like just so boring and cut, you know, and like I said, just traditional. And, you know, so what we try to do is kind of put a spin on, you know, the traditional content and information and, and just bring it to, bring it to our readers in a new, you know, fresh new way. And, and even like present them with some new topics and, you know, ideas and things to think about. Mm So how did how did the magazine come together? Is this something that you started just all by yourself and you wrote all the articles and or did you get out and and create a team to do this initially? Yeah, so it's kind of like a 
started by myself. Um, and then, you know, once we gain, you know, a little bit of popularity, um, the magazine, you know, then people or, you know, students, um, I would say students, advisors, you know, people would volunteer their information and, and, you know, volunteer articles. And, um, that's kind of how, you know, a lot of the content, um, was generated, you know, just, you know, people needing, not needing, but seeing a, a fit for what our mission was and what they, um, had experience and background in talking about and discussing. And, um, there wasn't, there pretty much wasn't another place for them to kind of publish, um, you know, their, their stories other than like a blog or something. So, um, a lot of it was um, my writing myself and then also um, user-submitted content. Okay. And you just mentioned the mission of the magazine. Is that Does that go back to kind of creating fresh content with a twist? Or what? what is your true mission of the magazine? The true mission is just pretty much to provide relevant, timely information to anyone who's aspiring to gain admission to med school. That works clear and concise Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the first issue comes out in fall of 2010 how have you been doing since then do you get a lot of people reading the magazine are you a print magazine or digital magazine how does that all work oh so um since 2010 things have been awesome um we have over we so we have a digital edition and a print edition that goes out to um, a handful of schools um, across the country, um, mainly those that produce the greatest number of med school applicants. Um, but aside from that, our, our our greatest number of readers come from our, our website and our digital edition. And the digital edition is essentially the same thing as our print edition, but it's um, kind of an interactive PDF. Um, so it's the same thing that you would see with the print edition. And um, so right now our digital readership is uh, over 40,000 digital readers. Um, And so that's really awesome. We recently relaunched our website, um, providing, you know, content on a more frequent basis. So we're really excited about that. And we continue to get a lot of um, submissions from, you know, medical students, pre-med students who want to share their experiences, share their advice, um, share their tips. So um, it's very exciting to be able to um, incorporate that. And then we're also, we also have some campus editions and what those are, are sections on our website that um, provide content specifically for students of a certain campus. So that's really exciting too. So we have um, about I think seven or eight of those. So it's the different directions that the magazine is going in and the website is um, taking off and we're really excited about that. That's awesome. So I want to know for my own information and I'm sure there are plenty of high school students out there listening, especially I have David, he's a a ninth grader in high school uh, who's very active in the community. He, I'm sure he would like to know what what are some of those top schools that are producing medical school applicants? Um, well, there are about three of them in California under the, the UC Shocker. Uh, University of California. So there's, um, there's, I think three of them in Cal. The three UC um, UC schools. Um, I don't know what the other ones are offhand, um, but I could get that for you. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll put them um, in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'll get that information. Okay, that'd be great. All right, so. There's obviously a ton of people 
reading the magazine online, students at undergrad schools uh, reading the print edition. Who should be reading this magazine? Who should be reading the magazine? Anyone who, there's something for everyone. Um, so we have something for if you're a high school, if you're in, you know, in college, if you're a post back, if you're a parent, we get a lot of, we get a lot of emails from parents. <laughs> I don't know if they're helicopter parents or what, but we get a lot of, um, inquiries from parents. Um, what's get, a helicopter parent? Oh, <laughs> I haven't heard that term before. A helicopter parent? Yeah. Those who hover over there. Hover. You know, helicopter. Oh, no, I, I know what one is. I've never heard that term before. I like it. Oh, yeah. I mean, those I mean, well, it's, it's not generally a good thing, um, but <laughs> for, yeah. for a kid, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So we get a lot of uh, inquiries from parents who want to, you know, want to, you know, get information for their, their, their kids so they can be, you know, the yeah. best med school applicant. Ever. Those, those are usually the students that are second guessing their career decisions. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> See, <laughs> So, yeah, there's something for everybody. And it's a cool thing that we also have is we, we do a lot of news. Like we find like these these news that nobody else might, be, might might not be interested, but we know our readers are interested in, you know, in terms of new schools, new med schools opening up. You know, we find these studies that, you know, are, you know, results of, you know, surveys and questionnaires from medical school graduates and medical students. So we, we do a lot of, um, we try to, you know, uh, the, fr- the first section of our magazine is actually a, um, about five or six pages of news. And we find these, you know, different pieces where we're able to cover information that's specifically geared towards anybody who is applying to medical school, whether it's a sleep a study on um, medical students, you know, sleep habits or, you know, we find a lot of unique information that we know our, um, our readers would be appreciative of. And, and we try to just get it to them and compile it in the most efficient and uh, presented in the most relevant way. So That's great. If there's a, a, a pre-med listening or a high school student or a parent listening that, that says, hey, I've always wanted to write an article for something, is that, do you accept guest uh, submissions for articles or do you just use your staff as writers? Oh, no, no, no. We love, we love receiving and we, we constantly receive um, submissions from students, um, directors, deans, um, physicians, anybody, you can just go on the website. You can either, um, there's a guest, you can either guest post or you can also, um, you can also provide your input. We have story ideas that we're working on. And if, you know, if you look on the the website, um, it's under, let's see, it's under share your thoughts. If you ever wanted to, maybe you don't want to write something, but you you know want to be quoted in one of our stories that we're working on. Um, we have some opportunities um, for you know, like right now we have you know what MCAT study apps are you using, and if you want to be quoted on that, or if you just want to you know share your input, your you, you just email us. Um, or you can, if you want, like you said, if you wanted to submit an article, you can also do that as well um, under our guest post. And you would either go ahead and if you're you're a little unsure about, you know, whether or not we'd be interested in your article, you can go ahead and pitch us, you know, two or three sentences about your idea. Or you can just, you know, we just get a lot of submissions where people just go ahead and send us their, their piece and say, hey, I wrote this, you know, would you guys be interested in publishing it? So um, either way. Great. 
All right. So if you're an aspiring writer out there, you have a story to tell, go to premedlife.com and click on guest post or share your thoughts and uh, be part of the magazine. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about being part of the magazine. One of the reasons we have you on today is because Premed Life magazine and the medical school HQ podcast have decided to join up and kind of team up and become kind of partners in this whole pre-med world. And that's exciting news. Very exciting. <laughs> so the Medical School HQ podcast is going to be, what do we call it? A, a, I can't even think of the word right now. The, uh, the, the podcast of the pre-med life magazine. Yes. And that's how we will have it on our We'll have you guys right on our homepage um, where our readers can see the most recent, um, your most recent podcast. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, we're excited. I'm excited that we get to be exposed to your readers. And I, I think I'm even more excited to expose the magazine to my listeners. And if you're listening and you haven't read Pre-Med Life magazine yet, it's it's something that if you enjoy listening to these podcasts, I think the Pre-Med Life magazine is very similar in the stories we we try to tell and, and the, the information that we try to give out just in a different format. So if you go to premedlife.com, you can subscribe and get their digital editions. Can, can individual people get the print edition or is that something that you're just distributing to schools at this point? Yes. At this point, um, emphasis on at this point, at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe in <laughs> the future. Just, yeah. We, I mean, we hope to, um, okay. but like I said, we're in a digital world right now. So we are. I, I get, we get so many magazines from for medical stuff. Like my yeah, wife, I my know. wife's a neurologist. So we get like four different neuro magazines and journals. We get all the JAMAs. We get, yeah, we get so many. And, and it's so frustrating because they usually just go straight in the recycle bin because we read most of that stuff on an iPad anyway. See, and it's funny you say that because we have, we get the same responses from our students. But like I said, our parents, our parents, they want, they want the hard copies and, uh, the parents of the students, they're like, you know, we want, you know, I guess, I don't know what, you know, I guess it's, it's an interesting, um, you know, concept that, you know, they prefer the print. Um, and that's what we're finding as opposed to the students who, you know, you know, there's a few that, you know, want the, the, the print as well, but, mm. um, the majority of the parents of the students want the print. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So if, if you're a listening individual, try to go to your school. Can, can another question, can students at schools go to their advising offices and suggest that they get the magazine at their school? Yes. Yes. Um, and they would just have to send, um, send us an email at info at premedlife.com. But the, the waiting list for that is, um, is pretty, pretty long. Um, and we're not too sure. We don't want to give any false hope for that. Um, <laughs> Good. But yeah, that's where that is. Good. I, a long waiting list is a good thing for you guys. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad. That just means the information that you're giving is is useful to people if they're asking for it. And that's another reason that I, I wanted to expose my audience um, to Pre-Med Life magazine more than than what I have in the past. So we're excited to be joining up and, and be the podcast for Pre-Med Life magazine and have Pre-Med Life magazine be the, the print edition of... <laughs> 
if you want to put it that way of, <laughs> of our podcast. So that's fine. And, and we, you know, we love what you're doing over there too, Ryan, because it's, you know, you guys have so I mean, you have so much information over there with, you know, all the you're, you're so committed to, you know, getting out these podcasts. Um, you do it weekly, right? Weekly. You, yeah, you will so. be the 79th straight week. Oh, 79th. That's yeah. nice. So. <laughs> we're, we're like the we're like the postal service through rain, sleet and snow. <laughs> and that's awesome. And that's awesome. And that's then that's what we we want. You know, we want our, our readers to be exposed to, because like I said, you know, if you look through your, you know, your archive, your list, there's like so many different topics and, you know, people you're talking to. It's just giving, you know, information, you know, that's not you know readily available and, you know, they can find it there and get a whole new, you know, listening experience through through and gain information that way. So we we love what you guys are doing over there as well. All right. I want to know from you, what is the maybe the, the one or two best, most viewed posts on premedlife.com? So that would be the best. Yeah, what's what's the best in your mind? And then maybe what, what it's the most viewed? Oh, so the most viewed is definitely the best cities for uh, med school. I guess people just want to, you know, beyond just getting into, you know, a medical school that, you know, they might have applied to, but aren't too, you know, interested in where it's located. You know, people are interested in, you know, getting that well-rounded more so, like, I think now are, are interested in kind of seeing what, you know, what their options are in turn, in terms of that balance, in terms of, you know, what besides the, the medical school can also what offer them, but, you know, the, the city and anything outside of just med school. So um, that that's always each year um, our most popular. And the one that I liked most recently, um, actually not most recently, the one that I liked, um, which was maybe two years ago. Uh, what was this one? This one was... Oh, Highly Effective Habits of Pre-Med Students. Um, so that was, um, something that, you know, you don't, you don't find a lot of articles about pre-meds published in that way. Yeah. Um, so we that's, it's yeah. interesting. You like that one because that we did one similar to that in a pot, in a podcast of mm-hmm. traits for, uh, mm-hmm, medical mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was a very, that still is a very popular podcast. Yeah. So that's, um, those are our two. Awesome. That, that I would say. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So where can people go? We've mentioned the site a ton, but where would you, you want people to go to find you guys online? So, yeah, I mean, the, the web, our, our home website is the best place to find everything. That's where everything lies. So if you go to www.premedlife.com, excuse me, you would find um, not only exclusive articles that we have online, but you would also see what our current issue is. And um, when you click on our current issue, you will then have access to our digital edition. So um, kind of the, uh, the main website is kind of where you can find everything. Um, we're also on social media as well. Twitter, um, Pre-Med Life is our handle. And we're also on Facebook, um, Pre-Med Life again. So um, that's, yeah, those are the best ways. Awesome. Pre-Med Life everywhere. It makes it easy. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. We're excited to uh, see where this relationship goes. And, and more importantly, I'm excited to see how it will benefit both of our communities in the future. Yeah, we are too, Ryan.
All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview, and I hope that moving forward, our partnership with Premed Life magazine, which you can find at premedlife.com, it will benefit you, the Medical School HQ podcast listener. Our goal here at the Medical School headquarters is always to has always been to bring you relevant, up-to-date, and honest information. And that's what Pre-Med Life magazine does as well. So go check out premedlife.com now and subscribe to their email list where you'll be notified of new magazines that they produce. And they're producing magazines, they're publishing magazines every two months right now. So go check them out, premedlife.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast or any other episode that we've produced and you haven't yet left a rating and review, please help us out by going to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and leave us an honest rating and review. We greatly appreciate that because the more ratings and reviews that we have, the higher up in iTunes lists that we move. And just the other day, we were number four in all of the medicine podcasts, which is awesome. And I, I think uh, that that shows greatly if you look at the number of people that are starting to listen to our show, it's because you guys are leaving the ratings and reviews for us, and we greatly appreciate that. Come say hi to us on Twitter. I am at Medical School HQ. You can shoot me an email, Ryan, at medicalschoolhq.net. As always, I hope that the information provided to you today will better help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. And more importantly, I hope you join us next time here at the Medical School Headquarters.